It is March 10th, 2020, and it is Atlanta United FC Weekly, a home before dark podcast. <laughs> We're not late. We're pregnant, Delmer. Ooh. Well, we have some news, guys. <laughs> I'm going to have baby, uh, baby podcast. No, don't. Tease <laughs> no, there's no, there's no new podcast. I'm Tim Herb. As always, I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Mr. Kevin Bradley. Cheers. Cheers don't to the decaf. Yeah. Don't spill it. Have you ever noticed that coffee is, is it thinner than water to where it spills so much easier or are you just so worried about spilling it that you just, just start yeah, jostling yeah, it it's like shaking. a mental thing yeah. yeah it's like i walk down the hall at work I'm, oh no yeah. <laughs> i come back with like half a cup of coffee situational parkinson's just <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's, it's it's like exercise induced asthma yeah exactly but it's it's coffee induced clumsiness <laughs> Thank you guys for tuning in on what's not a rainy evening in Atlanta right now. Right now. It was all day today. It was all day. Coronavirus, rain, five stripes stripes don't stop. Doesn't matter if it's rain. Doesn't matter if it's coronavirus. Well, we'll say that now. We'll see how long that holds up. Well, it hit a Waffle House employee, so I guess... Goodbye forever. Goodbye forever. (laughs) So it begins. Goodbye forever. Thank you guys for joining us. Brian, Brian Reynolds, Delmer, Elliot, Beaven, Kendrick, Brock, The Five Stripes, Michelle, Joe Johnstone. He's probably asleep by now because he's an old bastard. Uh, Who else do we got in here? StreamYard. Saul Reynolds. (laughs) Saul Lopez. What's going on? That's a name I haven't seen in forever, man. Did you catch Octavio? I saw him. Yeah, and Octavio Mangura. El Roctavio, thank you guys for making us a part of your Tuesday night as we get ready for some CCL fever. Yeah. Do you think CCL fever has anything to do with the spread? Could be. Yeah. I think it's exacerbated it. It's definitely exacerbated it. It's it, a tough word to say. I was unsure on if I was going to get that out. Yeah. Uh, Richard Gordon says, is this the daylight saving start time? Yes, it's like EPO. So it's going to start an hour earlier. Uh, actually, an hour later, I guess now. and Reverse that. No, it's definitely not. Kevin Escobar... Uh, thanks for joining us as always. Um, and he said, pretty sure Walking Dead started in a Waffle House. You're probably not wrong. That's how it's going to be. I'm, I swear, whenever I get back from Peru, I'm just going to be coming into Atlanta on a horse with gridlock going out of the city. Just it's going to be that little Nas X Doritos old, commercial. Old Kevin Grimes coming into the city. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, Yes, Kendrick says, has Dan been pre- preparing himself for coronavirus by self-quarantining himself for like a year? Exactly. Yes. Dan only shows up whenever he wants tickets for the game. You know, yeah. he found out that we weren't going. It's like, you guys got them tickets. Yeah. I can get all them tickets, yeah. though. Can't come record with us, but listen to the yeah. show to find out if there's tickets available. I see how it is. If you guys are listening to us or watching us on YouTube live, hit the subscribe, be- subscribe button, notification bell icon. We're almost at 500 subscribers, whatever that means. And then... Um, almost at 2,000 on Twitter, too, right? Make sure you scratch... or uh, Almost 2,000 on Twitter, yeah. Yeah. Make sure that you guys uh, smash the like button, as it were. Wherever you found us, if you found us on iTunes, be sure to uh, 
leave us some stars and or a review to hear it read aloud on the show. Speaking of coronavirus and in waffle the Waffle House. House, we got one of our favorite reviews that we've gotten to date yeah. this past week titled Scattered, Smothered, and Covered by Marshall ATL. Five stars. Listening to Home Before Dark is like a 1 a.m. post-match Waffle House meetup discussing the match with all of your buddies. 100% agree. I love it. That's what I love. Scattered, smothered, and chubber. And we have the little steak that's uh, cooked to where it's in a cup. A cup what? form. Cup form. Cup form. Because it has that big uh, ring of fat around it. So you cook <laughs> it and it just cups up. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. yeah. And it just has a pool of grease sitting in the middle of it. But it's so good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My go-to at Waffle House now is the chicken and eggs. And then you get yeah. a, a peanut butter waffle. Yeah, I like the chicken and egg breakfast. Yeah. I like that. That's it's the a way good, to go. Yeah, it's off menu off, though. Yeah, I've been off the waffle for a while, but I I'm ready I, to get back. I eat a waffle almost every day at work. Mm. But I eat an almond flour like, waffle. I was going to say, and then like fiber bran yeah. or some shit. Not fiber bran. It's, <laughs> it's almond flour. It's probably horrible for me. It's just fiber powder. <sighs> oh, well, Brian Reynolds has the spirit. He says, unfortunately, he can't hit the subscribe button because that would unsubscribe him from the channel. That's smart. Yeah, that's, that's very smart. smart yeah. It, just shadow ban yourself. Exactly. <laughs> so we have a game going on right now. Montreal is trailing at halftime to Olympia. Olympia. Yeah. 2-0. 2-0. Up in Montreal. I know. I which know. is pretty crazy considering Montreal has been fairly good, especially yeah. in CCL, winning the first round. And then coming into um, and coming into season, they won their first game and then drew... They gave up two goals against FC Dallas this past weekend to to draw, but Henri has those guys playing a lot better. Yeah, I feel like that that team is going to be a pretty good team this year. I think they have some great players. I mean, Maxi Arudi being on that team, and it looks like he's you know kind of back to his back to his old self. I was trying to it's see kind of scary for the, the rest of the East. Two weeks into MLS right now, and um, yeah, they're they're third in the East, so they ended up picking up a. Win in the first week against New England and a draw against Mon- uh, a draw against Dallas uh, this past weekend. So, and I think Maxi Rudy may have he scored both goals against Dallas, and I think he might have had a third against New uh, New England as well. But um, yeah, he did. Uh, have you one. know, Brittany's saying uh, I don't know if they're suspect Montreal. Um, yeah, and La even saying he's disappointed with Montreal. Olympia, I mean Olympia beat. Granted, it was bullshit that they were ever even in the second leg after the first leg, getting two goals from a guy who should have been sent off in the first half. Yeah, they beat Seattle, who's the reigning MLS champions, right? Who are a good team. Yeah, and they're coming in and and um, apparently just taking it to Montreal up in Canada. Going to do a little soccer math. Olympia second in the Honduran league. We beat the number one team, therefore we win CCL. Yeah, that's how it works. 100% how it works. Definitely works. How are you feeling about tomorrow night right now? I can't tell if there's a little reverse psychology going on with what Frank DeBoer and, and crew are telling the media in terms of we'd be happy with a nil-nil. We'd be happy with a 1-1. A, well, I, I don't think that's reverse psychology at all. I, I he, they, he said we'd even be happy with a 2-1 loss just because or they'd be that. okay with a 2-1 loss. I don't know about that, but yeah, I think it's going to be... I did not realize that what Clayton Poss says about the disrespect of Club America not playing Ochoa, have that has that been confirmed? That they're, they're not, not going to play Memo Ochoa against us? That's fine. We'll put five goals in on them. Yeah. Adam John is going to be 
Just Bull. lighten them up. Dude, it doesn't even matter about what John's doing, the way Barco and Hyman have been playing, and Pity too up top. I mean, between the three of them. You know, I'm sick of hearing all this. Hi, we've, we've talked about it incessantly about is Hyman going to be the Nagby replacement? Clearly, he's better. He scored more goals <laughs> in, in a fraction of the time than Nagby did. Therefore, uh, you're better. really rocking the boat. <laughs> See, when Josh Bagransky was saying it's something about having a hot take that Fernando Meza is better than LGP, I was like, that is no. room temperature at yeah, best. Exactly. That's a room. T- I don't think you know how that works. Yeah. What you just said is definitely a hot take. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, but I still, it's it's crazy. And I don't know if it's cognitive dissonance or what. The fact that people were complaining still that Emerson Hyman, quote unquote, was disappearing during the game on Saturday. I mean, he still get, he scored the game winner. Yeah, I mean, I think you take that nine yeah. times or ten times out of ten. Uh, new, another new name in the trap, Carlos Rangel. I guess Herrera already released the lineup for Club oh, America for tomorrow. He, I did not realize. I want to say he did that. He did that last year whenever we played in Campeones Cup. I wow. Believe. Okay, I like it. Is uh, Roger Martinez playing? I guess we'll find out. After this, I don't know if it's going to be live, but we will be on with um, the Eagle Eye podcast, yep. part of Resaca America. Yep. Um, going to be joining those guys at 10 p.m. Eastern to oh, talk about the game tomorrow. You want to get the overlay set up for the call? We can get thoughts and comments oh, yeah, yeah. going into the game tomorrow. If you want to call, voicemail, voice line is open. Um, feel free to call, leave a voicemail, let us know your thoughts of Atlanta United without Joseph and coming off of a win this past weekend and looking forward to the game tomorrow night against Club America. The number is 678-827-3297. And we'll play those aloud on the show. Also, if you have any questions or anything else, uh, we normally play those kind of at the end. So feel free to do so. If you're listening on whatever podcast you're listening on, phone lines always stay open and any voicemails we get, We'll be sure to screen them within reason and play them aloud on the show. Six seven eight eight two seven three two nine seven. Apparently, Thanks, Montreal guys. banged one in. Really? Yeah. Nice. I don't know who uh, who scored it. I'm guessing Maxi Rudy. But um, so no Ochoa. I, I don't know. So Brian, I don't know enough of their roster to know who Venus and Cordova are. But if you're saying it that they're out, I'm th- I'm taking that as a good sign. Um, huh. And then Octavio Mangora saying, fun fact about Miguel Herrera's record against Dutch-run teams, club and country. He's 0-2 against Dutch-run teams. I like it. I like it. Let's get him. Let's hit him with that Dutch rudder tomorrow. That's it. Just put him in the Dutch oven. Yeah. Just let him roast. Uh, Joe Johnstone emoji reviews only. I think emoji calls only is what I want. How does that work? You figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So no, we you can text you can text the can you really the line yeah Google Voice it's it. a Google Voice number so Google Voice has text that's cool and I, I wonder if that. we can transcribe we can't transcribe it that'd be pretty great Greg Fraser says Montreal's goal was a banger nice nice yeah. uh, so if Kevin didn't have us on the three strikes rule with the copyright right now I would uh, we didn't even I'm just the kidding. one just we're kidding. on a one strike right God, now dude. so defensive I know because you guys gave me so much shit for playing Atlanta's anthem. Also, how dare Annabelle not remember? Yeah, I don't know. How could anyone not remember that we have an anthem? Did you remember the Titans? I remember them. Or every did you day. forget the Titans? Every day I remember okay. them. Okay. Um, so let's back up and talk about the game this past weekend. Okay. 
So we both missed the match. What were you guys' thoughts, those of you that were there, that survive and live to tell the tale? No coronavirus in the bins. My thoughts were that Chiesa in Asheville, downtown Asheville. Yeah. Really good. What that was? Italian food. Okay. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. It's like shrimp pesto or caddy. Got it. And then some eggplant parm. It was oh yeah. I had a good sandwich this weekend too. I had a uh at farmhouse in Augusta. They had their special burger of the day was a chicken burger, but they made it like a Cuban sandwich, which you would have hated. Oh yeah. It was amazing. I would have barfed. Fucking I would have barfed. Awesome. Yeah, what did you guys think of the game on Saturday? Yeah. Lineup wise, we knew that things were going to have to change. Lineup and showing. I mean, another yeah. another record. Now Atlanta United holds the all ten attendance records in MLS, which is pretty exciting. Yes, after this past weekend. So yeah, what was the what was the vibe like in the stadium? Did you guys see anybody? I saw a couple of people. I know our boy Sean Mack ended up getting over there with the Parcero crew. I saw some of that on. He Instagram. actually he made it into the game. Made it into the game, which is nice. So, um, and I saw him and Percy having a a bro date today. I don't. They were getting ice cream and doing the whole thing. Man, it's nice. Yeah, real cute, real cute. Yeah. Um. I don't. What we both watched on a delay. Yes. Were you able to avoid everything? Yeah. 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 The, 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 I was able to watch it. And. If I'm not if I'm watching on a delay, I just don't even look at my phone. So um, that's the best way I can do it without getting any texts or phone calls or social media posts or whatever is just to leave my phone away, which is good because then I'm not plugged into anything for at least a period of time. So yeah, I was able to avoid everything, which was great. So yeah, same here. Yeah, yeah. We watched <laughs> like a big boy. I thought going away for anniversary, I'm gonna leave everything that I could do work on back at the house. So I left my computer, I left my iPad mm-hmm. and we get up to like halfway up to Asheville and I'm like, how are we watching the game? Yeah. I'm just going to sit in bed and watch it on my phone. Well, that's what we did. Too. Yeah. <laughs> that's what we did too. Yeah. It's nice, but it's, uh, yeah, it could have been better. YouTube TV sorted out their issues. Yeah. At least for the channels we care for about. Us, yeah. 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 Yes. Network. Did we talk about that on the show at all? I think we did a little bit. Um, but so yeah, there was a threat that YouTube TV was going to lose Fox Sports and Fox Sports Southeast and all that, but it seems like they came into a came to an agreement so that those channels will be maintained, which is good. I hear the phone lines are already blowing up with some texts. Yeah, Joe Johnstone. I I already regret this. <laughs> I already regret this. It's just like winky face, cry laugh, cry laugh, fire fire, soccer ball, soccer ball, soccer ball. <laughs> Red circle, black circle, red circle, black circle, red circle. <laughs> star, 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 crown, crown, crown. Crown, 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 crown or crayon? Which one were you saying? I don't say crown. Crown? Hey, d- real quick in the trap. Do we already ask people this? But No, this was a, this was a sidebar conversation. How do, you pr- how do you pronounce the product that Crayola makes? Crayon. Not crayon. I see. I say crayon. Not crown. It's definitely not crown. That's not even logical <laughs> to say crown. There's no way that you can enunciate that word or pronounce that word crown. Well, how do you say crayon? Because you're pretty, you're you, skipping. You like, se- you set, you're saying it fast. You're sitting, on, you're sitting in on, you, I can't even say it. You're sitting in seat. So sitting on the seat. What? Joe Johnston sitting says it like me. Michelle says crayon, but yeah, so you're British, Michelle. And I'm not holding that against you, but this is 
like American dialect. I feel like I feel like that's where I've seen the biggest difference in the South. It's definitely. Um, it is definitely not crayon. <laughs> it crayon. It is not. It is not. Oh Absolute. God. Yeah, crayon. Exactly. Crayon. I, I wonder if it's a regional thing. No, it's an idiot thing. It's yeah. one of this. It's oh. an illiterate thing. Okay, we got some thoughts on the game. We'll get away from that since I'm losing this debate. About damn time. Um, let's see. All right, first thoughts. Uh, Brian thought they looked good considering FC Cincinnati sat deep. Uh, Saul Lopez saying it wasn't pretty, but we got the job done. Uh, Kevin Escobar saying Joseto was fun. How funny is it? All these people wanting to be proper and saying Joseto's name the right way, but saying it wrong the entire time. What do you mean? Everybody's saying Joseto. It's Joseto. So, okay. You heard it here first, guys. All right. We'll make sure we say it right for you. Uh, Ellie Beaven, Lawrence Wyke played great, just unfortunately get an injury. I absolutely agree with that. It was a terrible, like, that residual concussion that he was dealing with. Um, let's see. Kevin Escobar said he met Coach Steve and Alex Pay- Payson and Josh. So that's good. That's, nice. that's got to nice. be a good time. Um, Shh. Who else? Who else? Who else? Uh, Greg Fraser saying, feel like we are are seeing more of FDB ball. They look more comfortable in it. We've got to get Joseto out there Hosetu. with Hosetu out there with Marco <laughs> and Petey. We'll be filthy. Um, let's see. Uh, Saul Lopez saying, given all the injuries and circumstances, it was a good game. Who else? Who else? Um, maybe that's it. Okay. Yes. This is the trap. You made it. No, thought marker. Mike Mike German. It's you, German, you, German. So why do you do this German, every time? German. Um, go to the YouTube link if you want to join in with the trap with everybody else. He's in it. He's in it. It's yeah. Cool All right. So our thoughts. <laughs> Kevin Escobar. I like this. Is it crayon berry juice? <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. Uh, Octavio Mangora said, John looked more comfortable this match, which also opened up more space for yeah, Barclay. Absolutely did. Absolutely he, did. He led to almost, a, he was pivotal in pd's distribution to that the barco uh, opportunity that just gets a toe to it yeah yeah great ball. that looked awesome great ball the way that we're weaving in and out and connecting yeah. with uh the way that they're connecting together has been it's been fun to watch and it's also pretty encouraging oh, man we got a lot to talk about so let's talk about um so lineup like we normally do we'll, we'll open up there obviously escobar i still have not seen a formal report on how long he's expected to be out but clearly out of this past weekend's lineup, Joseph, which we all knew going into that. So in rotation for this past weekend, we saw uh, Adam John obviously getting the start up top in replacement of Joseph. And then over on the right side, we saw Wyke get his start, his first MLS start, or first, I guess, professional start with the team. Um, other than that, everything else remained a constant from what we had seen the previous week, unless I'm missing anything. But I think the rest of the lineup stayed consistent, right? Yeah, I think yeah. you're right. Yeah. Um, so where do you want to start? You want to start with Wyke or you want to – let's start with John. I think since you already mentioned he, he seemed more comfortable. He's still running right now. Yeah. Like he hasn't yeah. stopped running yeah, since exactly. since the whistle blew exactly. on, on Saturday night. Um, you know, he came out before the match saying, obviously, he's aware that Atlanta United is going to want to sign uh, another striker and that his time may be limited and he's going to take it in stride and obviously give everything he can for the club, which I think is the right mentality to have in that situation where he knows he's on the hot seat, but 
it's his job to lose at this point, depending on when that player comes in, if he can actually produce results and the team can produce results around him. I think he's in the, the best position to gain from this, even though I, I still think his assumption is correct. And rightfully so with the lack of depth up top, Atlanta really does need to sign a striker, whether they start over him out the gate or not, I think will just depend on what results get produced on the well, field. We just signed a new striker, JJ Williams. When did that happen today? Uh, yesterday. I did not see that. Yeah. Um, was a Columbus Crew player and then played for Birmingham Legion, I think. Okay. Um, taller gentleman. I don't know. Apparently, everybody's known about it for a week. Really? Yeah. But then Darren Eels just teased it yesterday. Gotcha. Um, Brent Crawford, which is a name I don't know if I've seen in the trap. If I have, I apologize. Saying uh, Hosetu was fun to watch, but then also said nobody feeds John. So that was one thing that I noticed. Um, I don't know if there's a lack of trust chemistry or if they're just using him as a decoy where he wasn't really getting a ton of balls played into him, especially whenever he was in space. I think so far it's working though, right? I mean, I'm not concerned about whether or not he's got the ball at his feet if they're, if they're, if it's producing results the way it's being utilized. And right now that seems to be working, whether that's producing hold up play so that Pity and Barco have more room to run in, or if it's just to be a big man inside the box, if Brooks Lennon is able to get a hold of one to get it into him. And he has, he had a couple that were pretty close to him being able to get on the end of, um, he had the one where I forget who it was, whatever defender kind of got a shove on him and he just wasn't able to get up to, to get ahead to it. But, um, but I think overall his performance, whether from an individual standpoint or from a, a forward attacking positional hold-up play uh, standpoint was was really well welcomed for the rest of the team. So looking forward to see how that progresses. Yeah, same here. Um, Heinemann, obviously. So Barco gets the first goal. Yes, yes. On a ball in from Brooks Lennon, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, gets on the end of it, just right place, no, right time. No, 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 it was pity. Pity. Oh, it was pity. That's, yeah, that's right. basically pity's goal, in yeah, my opinion. I mean, he does yeah, 90% yeah, right. of the work there. He runs it down the, the touch line um, into the six-yard box, pulls two or three defenders to step to him, and then slots it into Barco, who's able to make a one-touch play uh, just to slot at home. So, yeah, I mean, again, Pity had a hell of a game. I think he ended up being man of the match, if I'm not mistaken. By Rightfully so. Yeah. He's looked the best player maybe in MLS so far this year. Right. At least he's he's not scoring the goals, but he's generating the opportunities. That yeah, he's been amazing. Him. And that's what you want him to be yeah. doing. So Our goal scorers have been the same the first two games. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. As our, as our number 10, that's what you – one out of pity right now yeah so he's he's doing everything that you hope to see him do um you know from his game and his standpoint i didn't see a lot of the the wild shots that i was afraid that he may go into this game and take outside of the 18 which we've seen him do in the past where he just gets anxious and he's just spraying it all around the goal i think that it was a nice concerted effort by Atlanta United across across the pitch on what they really wanted to do. And that took some time. I mean, uh, those opportunities didn't come easy to somebody else's point about how compacted um, since he was. A lot of their players didn't. I mean, our defense was at our 45-yard line for most of the game. I mean, they they were really sitting back, not inside their box, but inside their half for the better part of the game. So in order for us to have... Um, that compacted space and to be able to move the ball around that speaks to Frank's system. I think it's not a quick counter offense. It can be at times, but a possession based offense that is 
going to be comfortable with the ball and distributing it to create those opportunities rather than just relying on speed and a quick counter whenever you're in a compressed environment like we were this past weekend where a lot of the touches are happening within that 50-yard space. To see them get a result is really welcome. To so if you want to talk about the counterattack, though, for a second, Lawrence White, those those balls that he was playing yeah, over the top absolutely. were pretty great. Absolutely. absolutely, um, And they were important because yeah, you need 100%. that whenever, whenever you're finally getting – since he passed that 50 that that half field mark um and drawing them to that side of the field you're almost relying on those defenders to take advantage of that by playing it over the midfield towards runners sitting on the other line so um yeah i hate to see him go down i didn't see any formal reports i mean so speaking of white what were your thoughts on his performance this past week oh i thought he was good yeah i i had no complaints and i really aside from maybe him you can maybe blame george campbell for the second goal or, sorry, the first, the only goal that Cincinnati scored. Um, aside from that, I thought Campbell was pretty good too. I thought yeah. that, again, we talked about this in preseason, watching him play, that he's like a no-nonsense, not adventurous type of player. Kind of like whenever Miles first started getting his, catching his stride. I think my big concern right now with Campbell, at least in, in an early uh, assessment of him, is he's very handsy. I, I noticed a lot of hands and, and less like Miles Robinson is very capable of using his body and and positioning to to play defense against in, in a one on one scenario. I could I could easily see Joseph Campbell getting into trouble, and it may have Joseph just been Campbell. not Joseph You've been Campbell. watching yeah, too much. Yeah, here. yeah, exactly. No, not Joseph Campbell. Sorry, <laughs> I George could, Campbell. George Campbell. I could see him getting into a situation where um, he gets a little too much on on a player and maybe draws a, a costly penalty or a foul in a in a tough situation but that could have been nerves just in in the situation that he was in and getting settled into the game but that was one criticism i had of him overall though for the, the time that he was in the game i thought he was serviceable yeah for sure so people are talking about that talking about our back line being the weakness right now and you might not be wrong um and i maybe Maybe I'm completely misreading both of the games, but I feel like Eric Rometty so far is the one that's trailing behind. Yeah. I don't know who you blame if it's a combination in terms of that goal giving too much space to uh, Kubo. If it, it was a hell of a goal that Cincinnati scored. <sighs> yeah, and he's, you hate to see Guzan just get flat-footed on that too. You know, that's one of yeah. those. You you see it. I feel like he Dude, has the one or two knuckled, of knuckled. I don't I know. know. I, know. I know it seems like a brain fart, but at the same time, the ball was hit with such pace and then knuckled and I swerved know. that way, I like know. in mid flight. Yeah, I tend to give him the benefit of the doubt there. Yeah, but you. I mean, he had one or two of those last year too. Yeah, it, for it didn't sure. Cost us the game. I think it's fine. But um, I don't think there's any goalie in the world who doesn't give up goals occasionally like that. I mean, it was I, a great goal. Yes, it was Absolutely. a hell of a strike, man. Yeah. I mean, it's not like it was a complete defensive breakdown there, but you could tell that at that point on, Guzan was definitely pushing for the likes of Remedi and Hyman to be challenging those balls outside the 18 because you can't rely on the defenders that are already having to step up as much as they are with the lack of depth that they have back there to be stopping those shots where they were coming from, which was outside of the 18. So, yeah. So aside from that, I mean, I feel like we um, our defense was was pretty tidy. The one thing Kevin Escobar had pointed out, I believe, uh, he said Hyman was amazing for a midfield that busy and still have the completion rate for passes. Nine, so he had what like ninety one percent against Nashville, ninety five percent against Cincinnati. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
Yeah, and Greg Fraser said we had a great view of the knuckle. It was nasty. Just one of those tip-your-cap strikes. Wow, Domer with a really hot take. White could get rookie of the year if he gets a decent amount of playing time this year. That's a bold statement. Wow. Well, yeah, old statement. Right. I don't he hasn't really put a fuck uh, a fuck. He hasn't put a, he hasn't f- put a fucking foot wrong. He hasn't put a fucking foot wrong. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't put a foot wrong since he came in um second half against Nashville and then first half against yeah. Cincy. He's been he's been any, great. Any updates on concussion um, or or not? I'm assuming so. I mean, he went down. I think was, from what I read, if I'm not mistaken, he's going to miss at least these next two games. Yeah, yeah. So, it's precautionary. It's, I mean, the same thing with Bello. That said, I think Bello, I think we may see Bello, if not tomorrow, then this weekend. That'd be a hell of a game to introduce him to against Club America at El Azteca. Yeah. Like, that's... Yeah, I mean, he played with the twos this past weekend. yeah. So and and it may it. not be tomorrow. I'm, I'm not saying that that's, uh, I think that if I was to bet, we, I think if you were to bet, you would be fighting for your freedom. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, you'd be a monk. <laughs> I would put my money on him playing him starting this weekend. I think it depends on the situation tomorrow night. He may come in as a sub, but I think that he could, if Wyke's out, obviously Campbell's, shown that he's capable but i think that we'll see bello maybe get some play time sooner rather than later i'd like to i mean he needs to get introduced at some point right and then can we talk about he uh, did travel with the team yeah that's awesome michelle said and he played uh half with the twos so um yeah brian said that azteca pitch is dog shit he said pray for our boys knees yeah i think campbell is probably the the likely candidate just because he came in this past weekend and seemed good, but it may be both of them. I could see playing because Campbell's obviously pretty fresh and pretty new. I don't know what his stamina is going to be for a full 90. I mean, he's 17 years old or 18 years old. So you expect him to be okay for that run of time, but traveling the the situation that he's going to be put into, if he is starting tomorrow, I could see it being a first half, second half between him and Bello switching. It'd be out. interesting. Uh, it would be interesting. Steven Perales with a thumbs up. Thanks for joining us. I have not seen that name in the trap. Thanks for uh thanks for making us part of your Tuesday night. Yeah. After dark. Yeah. Barely. This daylight savings time is fucking me <laughs> up, dude. It's fucking me up. You know bad. what really messed me up was watching not just Atlanta United on Saturday, but then staying up and watching the entirety. Actually, I fell asleep during the the style bender uh title fight. But watching the UFC fights, which had two title fights that didn't end until like 1 a.m. before daylight savings started, before the time switch. So they just jumped to oh 2 Oh, my God. I, I put, me, <laughs> put me like way behind for the yeah, week. That yeah. Was, that was very rough. We'll be fighting to make that one up the rest of the week for yeah. sure. Um, let's see. Elliot Beaven's asking if we felt like Cincinnati deserved a penalty kick in that game. Um, I'm assuming he means for the um, the the tug that what's his face got on Watson Watson in the box. Oh yeah. Yeah. Seemed like it could have gone either way, but he, I mean, I think had, had Watson not been going down as quick and as easy as he had been for that game, trying to draw it out. I think that kind of put the official on red alert to not maybe throw that out. He's such a weird player because he's so capable at the same time, he could be so dirty, but then complain about so many things, yeah. and then 
I don't know. He I'm, surprised we didn't, I'm surprised we didn't see a red card that game. I mean, as as well, why? So why didn't the stamp on um, was it on Wyke's leg? Who got who got their leg stamped? Yeah, on? I can't remember who that was. I know what you're talking about though. That's they probably should have seen red for yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't. I don't know. I don't think they deserved a penalty in that game. Yeah. How not, about how about how about Anton Walks? Can we talk about Anton Walks for a minute? Yeah. He's been unnoticeable, yeah. which is awesome. Yeah. He's he's been he and Fernando Meza yeah. are our it's like exactly anchors in the need. back line. Exactly like, what? what we need right now. Yes. Absolutely what we need. The problem is that if either one of them goes down. Oh, it was Walks that got speaking of which, it okay. was Walks that got stomped okay. on. That's right. Yeah. Um yeah, we just need we've got to keep them healthy. <laughs> I mean Yeah, for sure. Right now, that's that's really what my concern is is to to everyone's point about the back line being Atlanta's quote unquote weakness. I think its greatest weakness is in its depth right now because we are yeah. grasping at straws on the back line. Dude, when healthy, think about our center backs: Miles Robinson, Fernando Meza, Walks, Wyke, yeah. um, George Campbell. Yeah, we were talking about like five deep. Yeah, at center back. Yeah, did I did I say Escobar? I didn't say no. Escobar. No. Yeah, six deep. Well, Escobar isn't a center back. Well, he plays center back in a three back. That's true. He walks in Meza. Yeah, that's true. We have guys that are versatile enough to play uh, fullback or or center back when that's needed true. between walks and and Wyke and and Franco Escobar. Dude, Mulraney's still Mulraney's a huge great. Yeah. standout for me. Yeah, and I thought Brooks Lennon played play, played pretty well against Agreed. Cincy too. I think all of these new signings have really fit into um, what Atlanta wants to do. Um, Across the board. I mean, Osetu comes in, gets a, a solid amount of playtime, right? Didn't he come in and got, I mean, I feel like he got at least 20 minutes. Did he come in in like yeah. the 70th or something, something like that? Something like that. And um, he, dude, he looked so comfortable on the ball. It was kind of yeah, scary to watch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, you know, what's, what's going to be interesting is how does he fit in with this lineup right now? Who do you sit? Exactly. Rometty? Heinemann? I could I could easily see it being Remedi right now, but I think in order for you to set Remedi, it needs to be that back line has got to be shored up. And right now, I think that is what Remedi lends you. Even though Remedi's distribution has been spotty at times, I think that he's at least shoring up some of the defensive playmaking ability that you need him to do because he is the midfielder to track back and make some of those plays uh, aside from Barco, who's just end to end. feels like <laughs> Jesus. He, he doesn't stop running. No, not at all. His engine is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but yeah, unless you get that back line really shored up, I think you, you can't start Posetu over Remedi right now. Anyway, I think you just get too exposed on either end of the field. And you need somebody that's going to be able to control in the midfield and track back defensively. And I don't know what his ability is on that end of the ball. Clearly, offensively, and with the ball at his feet, no concerns. No, absolutely. No concerns there whatsoever. Uh, I mean, I guess you could see him potentially giving Heinemann some relief. Maybe that's what we see. Heinemann's had a significant amount of playtime over the past few weeks. He's played every game, he started every game. Maybe this Saturday that could be when you see Posetu come in as a starting role for Heinemann getting some rest. Because it's a pretty good SKC team, though. Yeah. So, yeah. That's true. Yeah. Um, let's see. Brian was saying, you know, I was thinking the other day that Hosetu might, or it could be a false nine, a good false nine. He said, good feet can lay shit off. 
on the counter or make things happen in the box. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, and he actually does wear number nine to Kevin Escobar's point. So Elliot has a great question. If Miles comes back, when Miles comes back, do you replace walks? I think you have to. Yeah. I mean, Miles Robinson is a league standout center back. I don't know how you can justify not having him in the lineup. And if I'm going to take walks or Mesa, I'm going to take Mesa based on his performance. Yeah. So Miles Robinson is the best center back in MLS. You can't not put him back in a spot. Agreed. That is his spot. Agreed. Agreed. So I, I, I don't, I don't know how you keep walks starting whenever miles is healthy. That's just me, but I think that's still a little ways off. Obviously he's going to need some, some time to rehab and come into the, come into the fold with that. He's not going to just start out the game. Yeah. So. I don't know who put it in the trap earlier. I did see somebody mention that Escobar's goal or Escobar's injury is similar to what miles Robinson is dealing with, but it's just not as severe. Yeah. Um, yeah, Mike mentions basically what we were saying, which is that Hosetu is going to have to rotate with Barco, Pity, and Hindman basically uh, until we change formation, just because those are those are the like for likes in in the way that this team's structured right now. So. Well, that's that's the good thing about getting that depth and having these questions and having to figure out who you're going to play. It's a good problem to have when you have fixture congestion right now. Castro is uh, confirmed in the yep. lineup now, right? He is. I think. Frank said, expect to see him play 30 minutes or something like that tomorrow. That would be great. I know there's a lot of question marks about what he's capable of and how he fits in. Just playing on the wing, right? Essentially, if I'm not mistaken, he's going to be playing in Brooks Lennon's spot, right? And that's good for Brooks Lennon to get some some time to sit too because he's been playing every game. Not just that, but competition's always good. Absolutely. Yeah, it'll definitely bring out the best in players. Absolutely. Walks will get plenty of time with Escobar's history. That's true. Um you know, I, I think between the amount of cards and injuries and stuff like that, Walks is going to be pivotal to have there and waiting whenever you need him to call him up. So, so interesting. The whole false nine talk. Um, could you see Hosetu being something like Roberto Firmino at, at Liverpool, where he's not necessarily a goal scoring? He's a goal scoring threat, but that's not what he's at that position to do where he is facilitating and where he is opening up channels and making runs in yeah. space and, and kind of creating for the, the wingers. Yeah. Uh, it would be interesting to see. I do like what I see out of Adam John, but at the same time, I mean, if Hosetu can come in and just create goals and um, this, well, that's again, the direction you should go again, it just depends on, does it get too congested between him, Barco pity and Heinemann all with the ball at their feet? I mean, it could be really fun to watch. Don't get me wrong. Um, and that's a, that's a lot of skilled players up top that, that really gets, yeah, def- you're it not, it gets the people going, it gets the people going does, for real, yeah. but you're not as much of an aerial threat at that point. I don't feel like, um, based on that loss of that. And that's not a bad thing that John ends up getting out of that lineup. And, and it's more of a skilled approach to, and maybe that does work with what, um, Frank wants to employ in the offense, a more possession based tactic. You have possession based players, across the board from midfield to the True. front line. Yeah. And and you have players that are comfortable with the ball at their feet in a one-on-one scenario that opens up a lot of passing lanes and a lot of, uh, a, a lot of distribution up top. So um, I don't think it's a bad idea. We'll see how he fits in, I guess, soon enough. Yeah. Um, Steven Perales is asking, what about the idea of playing PD as false nine? Is that a bad idea? I don't know. Um, 
I would not. I, I, I'd like to see it, I guess. Yeah. Especially if you're talking about bringing Hosetu into play, essentially the number 10 and having, having PD go up in front of him. It could be interesting. I do like that idea. Um, yeah, and then Kevin Escobar, that actually begs a good question. He said, Hosetu just just here to replace Barco in the summer when Barco is sold, right? That's. Do you think that's going to happen? Yes, 100%. 100%. Yeah, 100%. Okay. I mean, right now, seems like a safe bet. The way he's, he continues to produce, um, I think the sky's the limit. Do, be interesting. Do you think you, you'll know better than I do? Do players sell as well in the summer? They sell transfer? better. Do they really? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Because you have all you have the it's the off season. You're rebuilding your roster. You have a lot of big man or a lot of managerial changes coming in to European teams. You have teams that, that are sense. coming off disappointing campaigns, especially like a Man, man City's not the team that's going to buy Barco, but just as an example, they're having a disappointing year. They're going to invest a shitload of money into player transfers. Yeah, that's going to inflate the market, and thus, so teams like I don't know if Chelsea's transfer ban's over, but. You have teams like Real Madrid who have been pretty poor considering their standards. You have Man City, Man U, Arsenal. All these teams are going to inflate the hell out of the market. I think that's going to bode well for us because you're going to have smaller teams in England like Newcastle did with Almiron, or you have teams in Spain that are that are probably going to splash the cash to get Ezekiel Barco on their team. Follow-up question. You mentioned Newcastle. Do you think, if you if you were to put money down, do you think that... Barco sells for more or less than what more Almiron sold for more. He's more versatile. He younger. is younger. That's the main thing He's he's got a bigger, I think he's got a brighter future at this point. Um, I mean, he's got to for Atlanta United to make yeah, money off of for it. Sure. He's got to sell for more. But yeah. And he's been here three years now. So our cut of the transfer fee is going to be 75%, right? I think more than that now okay. from, I can't remember who was saying the CBA increased that, but um, yeah. So I, yeah, and then uh, LAB even says Chelsea's no longer banned. So, yeah, they're going to splash a ton of cash because they're not the best right now. I like the idea that that's really what Hosatu is here for, though. That's That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, for sure. Because then he replaces Barco, and then you can put Hindman and Remetti back behind him. And, yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. And he can be the Hindman. Okay. Yeah. Okay, Tim. <sighs> no? No. No? No, not at all. Um, any other thoughts about the Cincinnati game? I'm just glad Brandon Vasquez didn't score on us. It's true. <laughs> Poetic justice. <laughs> yeah. Good to see Garza again. Yeah. He got carded. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Justifiably so. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, that's what do you do in that situation, though? I mean, you're just going to let... That was pity, right? Yeah, you're just going to let him run at a one-on-one in that situation? No. No, yeah. You've got to do, do that in that situation. What do you think of Frank taking out PD in the 60th? I think it's the right call. Yeah. Same here. I mean, who else are you going to pull out? Barco? I mean, yeah. I mean, it, it doesn't, no matter what you do, you're pulling out a player that was performing well at that point in time. And again, it's it's a matter of who you're going to pull out. And you know, it's going to be one of the three to Mike's point. It's going to be Pity, um, Barco, or Heinemann. And you need Pity to be healthy and well rested more, maybe so, than Barco and, and Heinemann just because of how much you're relying on him to create those opportunities right now. Yeah, for sure. I didn't read into it to the level that I think I didn't either. Um, you know, I think maybe people had a tendency. I thought it was a little early, maybe. Yeah. But at the same time, you're talking about three games in a matter of 
uh, seven days. Exactly. One of them away at Mexico City on in one of the most intimidating. You have two really big games this week. Yeah. You you've got your Concacaf game tomorrow night, and then a game against the front runner in the West right now. So, is SKC are they tops right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty sure they are. I think Alan Polito, unlike uh, yeah, they're tops. Unlike Chicharito, Alan Polito is having a great year coming over um, for San or sorry for Kansas City. Yeah, and Minnesota's lighting it up right now too. Yeah, Ico Parra had two goals. Yeah, I had him on the bench. I had him in my lineup. <laughs> oh, MLS fantasy. It's too easy now. What do you mean? It's too easy because you don't have to really. There's not really roster scarcity anymore. You don't have your budget is twenty five percent higher than it used to be. Yeah, I I be. did. I had to drop players this week. I know, but what I'm saying is, like last year, I think we were talking about this in the Slack. It's like I got, I don't know, seven players in last year, and I'm and I'm having to restructure oh, so that I can yeah. fill out my yeah. roster. Yeah. And now it's like I'm picking players that I would have picked last year based off the contract re- or yeah. the restrictions. Yeah. And then usually I just auto fill the bench. And then it's pulling in people like Carlos Vela and I'm like, what the oh. There's but as their value as their values go up, I think that scarcity is going to come into play. Uh Brian says um Montreal has hit the D pad a couple times and put their uh, attack in or put their offense in ultra attack mode. Okay. Um, bold oh, strategy. This week oh, looks like we're going to be getting a call at. Uh, looks like we missed a DM, and then we might have to uh, call it in a few minutes. Oh, are they going to call us early? Yeah, okay. I think they're going to call. So us should in we a few start minutes. wrapping it up? Did we get any calls? We did not. Okay. Uh, phone lines will stay open though. Six seven eight eight two seven three two nine seven. We obviously appreciate all of those in the texts. Um, we're going to go ahead and cut this short. You guys can listen to us over on the Eagle Eye podcast. Um, pre, kind of picking up on some of this conversation and, and carrying on there. We'll make sure we tweet that out for everyone whenever that goes up. Um, but yeah, thanks for hanging out with us. Sorry um, for the abrupt stop. Yeah, That's yeah, my fault. exactly. It's just bad timing. No, it's all good. Um, so. I think that'll be good, though, because we'll still cover the Club America discussion, and we'll cover it with those guys who obviously yeah, follow that sure. team, and I think that'll be a more well-rounded discussion. Before we do break, though, what do you think score prediction-wise for tomorrow night? 1-1. Uh, okay. I like it. I think we go down there, get an away goal, and, and draw. I'm going to say 2-1 uh, Club America. Okay. And then SKC on Saturday? Um, I'm going to say... One nil Atlanta. I like that. I'll go with that as well. Yes, and Kevin Escobar, we will be at the game on yes. Saturday and at the tailgate, probably pending Just how bad the rain. weather yeah. gets. Yeah. Depending on the rain, because we're plastic. If nothing else, we'll at least try to get a little meetup going on, a little meet and greet, a little meet and three in the uh, atrium. We'll tweet out that whenever we're circling up with the gang there. Um, thank you guys for hanging out with us. However you found us on Periscope, YouTube, podcatchers, whatever they may be, wherever you found us at, be sure to like, subscribe, thumbs up, five stars, no stars, leave a rating or a review to hear it read aloud on the show. Tell a friend. Thank you so much. You can find us collectively at home before dark on all of the social media channels. That's before spelled B and the number four phone lines. Stay open. Six, seven, eight, eight, two, seven, three, two, nine, seven. We'll see you next time. As always, be home before dark. Bye, guys.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. These days, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. And with that, we sent away good jobs and our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make all kinds of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more, right here in the USA. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs in towns and cities across the country. And jobs bring pride. Purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20.